Welcome to twoquestions.tv. With me today is Sean Wise, and we're talking about startup opportunities. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barancinimo. Joining me today is Dr. Sean Wise, an expert on startup venture, startups and venture capital. He uses his expertise in his various roles as university professor, best-selling author, international business speaker, and partner at Ryerson Futures, a seed stage venture capital firm. He's the author of this book, Startup Opportunities, which we're talking about today. Hi, Sean. Welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. It's great to be here. Okay, so one thing that's repeated again and again in your book is that ideas are a dime a dozen, it's execution that matters. And I completely agree. But why do you think so many entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs struggle so much with execu execution? What's the challenge? Well, I think the challenge of execution is at the heart of entrepreneurship. If you look at the difference between an idea and an opportunity, an idea is like I hate air travel. I wish I could create Star Trek transporters. Do we all but wish that? We do. <laughs> but an opportunity is something you can take action on. And until quantum computers get to the point where we can actively capture the molecules in our body and all their states, then we're not going to have that opportunity, right? Although they are doing some interesting things with quantum entanglement. Indeed. But execution requires you to put something at risk. It requires someone to try. I spent five seasons with Dragon's Den and Shark Tank. Mm. And um, people used to always ask me, you know, you're the, you were the business guy who did a lot of the screening. You know, how did you let those crazy people come in? <laughs> and I said, well, it's interesting because I don't know what's more crazy, the people who sit on the couch and never try or the people who try but maybe need a better idea. And that usually shuts them up pretty fast. <laughs> is like meditation. It's not an art. It's not a science. It's a practice. You be more entrepreneurial and you get comfort with uncertainty and you want to have change. And to me, that's about execution. It's really, really easy. You know, if we think back the last couple of decades, we've seen some amazing things happen in the startup world. The cost to launch a company has dropped so low, just like the cost to have a show no longer requires five cameras. <laughs> people and an executive producer we've been able to democratize or split up little things and when you do that in the startup world you make it accessible for everyone we may not all have access to five million dollars but we all have access to five hundred dollars and today you can test a great idea on five hundred dollars or less you're not going to build the app you're not going to have it in the app store but you'll be able to confirm that it's worth doubling down and doing more and that's really what the book is, is telling people. It's not, don't quit your day job. It's know when to. This idea that you should throw away everything you've worked for on a dream is not good math. You've invested mm -hmm. a lot into your current position. <clears throat> Furthermore, until you have that evidence, how dare you put your future, your spouse's future, your kids' futures at risk? Yes. So instead, <laughs> take small steps. Maybe it's just three weeks of small steps and you have enough evidence to get off the couch. But it's two things I'm trying to say. One is you have to get off the couch. You always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You always miss every opportunity. And that's what's in fact keeping people on the couch because they're afraid of the failure, right? Well, too many people have been raised to fear failure. And as a result, they're like, well, if I don't take any risk, I won't ever fail. 
<laughs> I'll just keep working at the post office because the post office will never change. No one will ever invent email and make postal workers almost obsolete. That'll never happen. It happens mm. and it's going to continue to happen over the decades to come. So I think it's important that people have ideas and I think it's important that you test those ideas. But until you take action, it's an idea. And that's not really that valuable. <laughs> well, the book is the book is really comprehensive in terms of the issues that face startups. Um, and I really like you included these vignettes throughout the book with the entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneur's perspective and then the perspective of the investor in that business. Really interesting. Um, what do you think more entrepreneurs need to know about investors and financing of a business? Um, well, a lot of it is good news. And the best news is, is that investors are no longer required. Yes. You can bootstrap a company from the $500 I've told you about into millions of dollars. And then you can go and get venture capital and external funds. But the first three ways of funding your business, the ways that every entrepreneur has to get comfort for, there's no one will go before you, is the three Fs. The, friend, the friends, the family, and the founders. Mm. Because those people believe in you. It doesn't matter the idea. They know you're going to twist and turn until you find what works. Because you're going to see them every year at Christmas dinner, at Hanukkah dinner, at Kwanzaa dinner. You're going to be accountable to Uncle Betty because you, gotta, you can't run away from your family. And it's a good sign that something's not right when the entrepreneur themselves doesn't have skin in the game or yeah. uh, their own vested interest. If you want me to risk my money, why isn't yours at risk? But that's different than just jumping into the pool before you know if the water is boiling hot. Mm. You know, people should take calculated risks. Entrepreneurs, the successful ones, aren't risk adverse. They're not risk tolerant. They take calculated risks. And I think that in the book, we talk about that ideas are worthless, it's all execution. And we also talk about the changing role of the investor. That what used to take $5 million, if I wanted to launch in the dot-com boom, a, a large online jewelry store, not only would I need to have the best jewelry, but I'd have to have, how am I gonna find customers because there's no Google? And how am I gonna verify who there are because there's no LinkedIn and Facebook you know, identity. And how am I going to process transactions because there's no PayPal and so forth and so on. But over the last two generations, the dot-com boom and the web 2.0 push, uh, the infrastructure has been built. And so now the cost to launch that jewelry store is like a half hour, a grade 10 student and a Shopify account. So the idea is that if you want to be an entrepreneur, now is the time to take action. But don't just jump. Do some planning. Read our book. Read Eric Reese's Lean Startup book. Read anything by Steve Blank. Get the benefit of the last two decades. Because as you say in the book, um, we base it on real accounts. My partner, Brad Feld, uh, who's with Foundry Group and, of course, infamous, famer, fam uh, infamous founder of Techstars, who's found more unicorns than Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, he, between he and I, we've seen between somewhere between 20 and 30,000 pitches over probably 30 years between us. And some is with the show, and some is more in the real life, and some are while we're going to the bathroom and people are pitching us in the airport. No! Yeah. So awkward! I don't know, but, but I understand the passion. <laughs> I get it. Um, 
I wish they wouldn't do it, but I get it. Um, this all came from the same idea that people would come up to us and say, is my idea any good? Mm. It's not for Kevin O'Leary or Robert Herjavec or Mark Cuban to tell you your idea is good. It's for your customers. And more and more investors rely on customers, not our own good looks to make better investment decisions. When I was a young, young pup in this industry investing uh, in the dot-com boom, I, I knew nothing. And yet I didn't know that. I, I thought I knew everything. And look at my track record, you know, one or two successes and a whole bunch of failures. Mm. If we haven't learned anything in 20 years, we've learned that we don't necessarily know what's going to take off and what's not. But we know that customers will tell you that. So ideas are, are worthless and put customers before investors are the two messages I'd like people who watch the two questions come away with. Very interesting stuff. I wish I had more questions. I wish I, I was wish allowed to ask more time. <laughs> Will you come back so we can talk about our superpowers? I would be delighted to. Now you see how I get you there, right? I ask when we're recording. <laughs> Everybody's watching. You can't say no. <laughs> I wouldn't say no anyway, and I never say yes to something I don't want to do. <laughs> uh, Sean, this was really, really interesting. This is wonderful. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Susan. All the best. All right, viewers, the book, Startup Opportunities, will have a link to Amazon so you can pick up your copy because it's excellent. And if you're thinking of starting up or you're still in the beginning stages of growth, it's an excellent resource. So there you go. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.